MD Radio, MD.com. Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. It's time for Clean Eating Mag Radio. That is the first show from 1 to 1.10 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday. And joining us now is Eugenia Bone. We're going to be talking about the kitchen ecosystem and why it is so important to reduce our kitchen waste. Hello, Eugenia. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. It's so nice to have you on. Okay, so I'm very honest, and I recently cleaned out my fridge and there was more rotten things in there than I would like to admit. Now, I, I really pride myself on, you know, if I buy a rotisserie organic chicken, I'm going to use every bit of it and make different recipes. Or if I buy my, when I buy my fruits and vegetables, I'm going to eat them, make a salad, make a smoothie. But then it's summertime and I take my daughter here and we go there and we're eating out. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. What that beautiful produce, what's going on? So I think we all tend to uh, fall into that habit sometime and we need to break it. So give us some advice. Well, there's a lot of benefits um, in reducing your kitchen waste uh, that have to do with flavor and economy and, and really personal satisfaction, too. So I guess it starts with the shopping. You know, if you can hold back from buying too much, not an easy thing to do in the summer months, but shop more frequently um, and less uh, amounts is, is probably the best um, starter approach. But beyond that, um, when you buy, say, a chicken, um, let's say you buy it at the market, if you, um, uh, if you buy a whole chicken and not chicken parts, then instead of uh, eating that chicken and then throwing it away, away the bones, you would use the waste. You'd use those bones to make chicken stock. And so then you have that stock on hand for your next meal. It's the starter for your next meal, whether it's a soup or whether you're going to cook pasta in the stock or however you use it. So that's really um, benefits both your uh, palate and also your economy because it's ultimately cheaper to get two meals out of a whole chicken than to buy parts and have garbage left over. You're so right. And I'm such a huge fan of bone broth. And I make that with the chicken bones and some apple cider vinegar and some water. And the bone broth is there's so many great benefits, which you'll hear about more. Uh, we'll be doing some shows on that soon on Clean Food Network. And I just think it's so important to, like I said, utilize everything you have. And I'm glad you mentioned going to the store more frequently. You know, my local Whole Foods is about a mile, a couple miles away. And they laugh at me because sometimes I'm in there two times a day because I'll make something I'll forget. Now, I probably should make a shopping list, but I do tend to shop in smaller amounts. And then I notice I waste less. So I think that's a good idea. What are some other suggestions? Well, I think that um, eating the whole food is key. So when you buy a carrot, Buy the tops because those that's waste. You know, if you buy the carrots without the tops, the tops are going somewhere, you know, and garbage somewhere. But if you buy the carrots with the tops, you can utilize those tops to produce wonderful byproducts. I mean, they make a fantastic pesto. You just have to blanch the, the greens first because they're kind of grassy otherwise. Um, <laughs> but they make a wonderful pesto that's a great uh, condiment for, say, a grilled steak, which is lovely this time of year. So eating the whole food is is um, is key. And when I talk about reducing kitchen waste, and I mean it's really about reducing kitchen waste nationally, just as 
being the right thing to do, you know, rather than just in your own home. But you can certainly do that in your own home um, by approaching the food that you um, that you select in the market um, as a whole food, so beets with the greens. That's two meals, the beets and the greens. Or when you uh, um, finish off a jar of, let's say, marinated artichokes, you, know, you use the marinade at the bottom of the jar. I mean, you can use that marinade in any application that you use oil and vinegar in, except preserving. So you have kind of instant um, dressing for your salad. Um, you can reconsider what stale means. I mean, why throw away bread when you can grind it up and you have the most fabulous breadcrumbs, free and uh, tastier than what you can buy. So I think that there's, you know, a, a, not only a lot of things that you can do to reduce that waste, but also, um, you know, how do you even know something is waste? I mean, we kind of have to start from ground zero, like, how do you know that something is edible? You know, um, I think that if you if it makes you feel guilty to throw it away, it usually is worth <laughs> keeping. <laughs> like a pair of asparagus stems, you know, they make a great stock. Or or orange rinds, you know, the the rind of oranges and lemons and and uh, limes and grapefruits are all incredibly useful. You know, I didn't know that about using the tops of carrots. I'd never heard that before. Mm-hmm. So what do you put in your pesto? And you said you have to blanch them first to get rid of that grassy flavor? Yeah, you know, like ramps or, and nettles and, and carrot tops, you know, those they, they all can be kind of grassy tasting when you make a pesto with them raw. But if you blanch them first, it takes that um, that kind of, you know, just freshly cut lawn flavor away. And you really get this incredible flavor of carrots from it. But it's um, uh, just wonderfully uh, a rich and vibrant and fresh tasting. So you just blanch the, the leaves. You pull them off the stem. It's a little tiny bit time-consuming, but not that big a deal. I just kind of tear them off, blanch them, throw them in the blender or food processor with a, a handful of pinoli nuts or almonds. You can sort of play around with the nuts. Um, and some olive oil, salt. Uh, and thin it with a little water. Boom. It's wonderful. Ooh. Oh, that sounds so good. Speaking of wonderful, I'm looking at your website and the kitchenecosystem.com, and I'm looking at your blog, and you have something called the churn, and it is this beautiful-looking chicken where the skin is just, I mean, I could, I could see the crispiness, the beauty of it, and it looks, I don't know, what are those radishes in there? What is in that pan? Oh, no, those are those about? little... Um, you know those little peppers that you can buy? They're, they're cherry peppers that are coming in to the... They'll be coming oh. in um, in the East Coast anyway in, in August. But the Italians will stuff them. You know, maybe you've seen them marinated in big jars in Italian delis. They're the little peppers. They're stuffed with meat or breadcrumbs. And then they're... No, uh, I haven't put seen in, those. Oh, yeah, they're great. And the thing is, is you can use them in a lot of capacities. So... Um, I buy them fresh, and then they can be, um, and then stuff them with different things, and they can be preserved if they're not stuffed with meat. If they're stuffed with um, uh, breadcrumbs, you make a marinade and and cover the um, stuffed peppers, put them in your fridge, and they'll hold for about three months. And then they have all this sort of application. Oh, well, I see. This is a chicken with pork stuffed cherry peppers. Yeah. And you used uh, one to two sweet Italian sausages or half cup Italian sweet sausage meat. Uh, that looks so incredibly delicious. How do you get the skin so nice on the chicken? 
just slow, uh, slow and low to start with, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and a very you know well seasoned <laughs> iron pan, you know, a loved iron pan. They're better than uh, uh, than nonstick, you know. So that's oh, definitely patience. Patience, time, tasting. Those are the tricks to good cooking in my book. Just paying attention and tasting. That's it. Oh, I like that. Well, I also want to make this bean and corn soup from Nenny's Beef with Eggplant Stew. What is Nenny Beef? Oh, so on my website, I kind of fool around with different columns and different ideas. So Nenny Panergia is a Greek chef who I um, have been learning about Greek cuisine from, and so I... I've been writing up recipes of hers that are fresh, preserved, um, recipes using those preserves, and then recipes using the waste stream from those preserves. So it's a complete, like, Greek kitchen ecosystem approach. This idea of a kitchen ecosystem where, you know, there's a churn in the kitchen where your one meal leads into the next, um, and that's ingredient-based, um, is a... Uh, uh, works in any cuisine, you know, Mexican ecosystem, kitchen ecosystem, or just an individual person's ecosystem that's based on their ethics and their their tastes and um, what's available in their region and so on. Well, Eugenia, I have to let you go. We'll have to have you back. This sounds great. Learn more at EugeniaBone.com. Thank you for listening to Clean Food Network. Take care and stay well. Stay well.